Before we get started, please take the time to like, add, and subscribe to our pages on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, and iTunes. Also, please leave us a review. They ended up getting the bear, right? Um, all of the glass and stuff in the bear, in the mouth of the bear, like that, that bear was living a very struggled life. You know, it, it's got stuff in its body that's not made from it, that's not meant to be in it. And it's because people are just throwing garbage and stuff and it's eating glass, glass because there's a little bit of honey. You wander our way over, you know, because this is Wolfgang Ways. What's Bigfoot possibility? Clink. Clink. Well, that was a delayed clink, my guy. I know. You know what it was is uh, I think that the internet connection lagged on my end. And I th actually thought you weren't going. So I like held it for a second. And then I was like, I'm pretty sure we're going. And then I heard clink and I was like, oh, fuck. I'm like. <laughs> well, good thing that this is mainly our, our audience comes from uh, the Spotify and iTunes. Oh, I guess Spotify has video now. I don't, I mean, you're the one who checks the numbers, so I don't know how many people get to see our beautiful faces and, and get to see that delay there, but uh, welcome back, Wanderers. Welcome back to another wonderful Wandering Ways Wednesday, and we're back live. We're here to talk Glacier National Park today, which I am super excited because we love Glacier, and... Yeah, this guy, always quick to jump into things. Always. Well, Let's just go. Let's just go. Let's just go. I'm, like, I'm just introducing it to the I haven't water. even, it's been a week, and you're just like, you're just like, let's just get on to business. Like, I guess, not a, hi, how are you? How's it been? Well, well, I mean, you know why, but like, you don't know why, but you do know why. Yeah, 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 yeah. Getting right to it. I mean, I'm like, I'm excited. I'm like, mountain goats, moose, and grizzly bears. What more can't a person want? Well, no moose this time, actually. But well, not this time, but they're there. That's true. That's true. They live there. They call the park their home, you know? They do. They do. Uh, they call it home, uh, mostly on the east side, I believe. That's what they say. Who was it we were talking to when we were in Glacier? They saw moose. Oh, it was um, uh, Gracie. Is it Gracie? Grace. Oh, Grace. Yep. Grace. The, you need to reach out to her. Yes, I know. Um, <clears throat> hopefully by the time this comes out. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. It, 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 it's good. Um, what do you got going on? What, 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 I know you're... you're you you just you just came back from crater not too long ago uh, yeah either bike. coming back going to we haven't quite figured that part out yet but no uh biking crater um outside that i've been making the most of the little bit of time that i have i went up to world championships for track and field which was wild to experience i'm not even a track and field guy but to be able to be in a facility with people from all over the world, you know, uh, was able to meet people from Trinidad and Tobago and cheer on their 200 meter runner, you know? Um, so the global aspect of an event like that is really cool. Um, 
which is why I think I like traveling, especially in nature's, um, you know, and stuff as I can see those, see and meet and talk to people from everywhere and anywhere and realize that like, yeah, they are literally just like me. Honestly, I feel like everywhere you go and travel, people like, they just want to live a good, long, happy life. 100%. You know, like when it comes down to the base of it and in everyone's world, it's their intentions are good intentions, you know, like even some of the negative intentions in their world, it is a good intention. You know, everyone makes decisions based on their life. They're doing the best they can. Yeah. They're trying to be happy. Um, you know, um, they're trying, they're making decisions that they think will make them the happiest. Um, and another interesting part about when you travel and meet people like that, Oftentimes they have the same problems you do, <laughs> you know, like it's just written in a different format. <laughs> it's the same problem. It's the world, man. Yeah. You just got to live with it. No, hundred no, percent. Uh, I mean, what, I don't know. Have you done anything? Uh, you know, by the time this episode come out, I do a lot of crazy stuff all the time. I'm probably going to see my boy, Jared, you know, uh, I'm trying, like I said, I'm trying to convince him to go down to the Tetons. If I can um, convince him to go down there, I think, you know, it's worth worth talking about here on the podcast, talking about the podcast, talking about the Tetons with you guys. But I don't know. I mean, I got to do, like I said, steaks in bear country. That's it's coming to thing. It's you're going to be seeing me out there making steaks in bear country. Yeah, no, uh, that's true. So uh, let's make it happen, Wanderers. So I, I don't want you to hit up Zach. Um, to get making this happen i want you to go hit up jared um which is uh what's his instagram it's uh downtown jared uh d-o-w-n-t-o-w-n-j-e-r-r-i-d and that's on instagram just hit up downtown jared say we the wanderers want you to go to the tetons yeah or um, better yet, just put, just message, flood him, everybody, with the same words, just stakes in bear country. That's Steak all you got to say, stakes in bear country. Let's, uh, let's get some peer pressure going and let's get old Jared to uh, go with Zach down to the Tetons so they can have some stakes in bear country and maybe who knows. Hopefully not, because uh, then I have to look for a new uh, podcast partner. Uh, they may become steaks in nature for a bear. <laughs> right? We won't be cooked, though. That's the only difference. They like their meat raw. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's uh, very, very, very true. <clears throat> our, list of, our list of backup hosts, you know, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Glacier, uh, we're going to, I guess, hop into our breakdown of good old Glacier National Park, because um, that is honestly why you're probably here um, listening to the uh, podcast today, because you want to know some more about Glacier. Um, if you've been listening, you know we've, we went recently. Uh, you know we've been many a times. And uh, honestly, I think we can do a pretty good breakdown of Glacier. So that's why we kind of thought, let's give you a breakdown of Glacier. Well, I mean, we have a breakdown episode out there. Episode 35, I believe. Um, yeah, I think so. I think, I know so. Um, <laughs> and, uh, they, and it's a good one. It's a good little 101 
with this last trip, you know, we learned some some new things. We were able to do the chalet, which was new. Uh, we are able to uh, experience the park with a lot of water and snow, and 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 all the other glacier trips we've been on. There's a few other episodes out there that are uh, that are looming that you definitely dive into and listen. And really, when you're planning that trip to Glacier, we hope we're we're giving you that just like smack dab. Here's what to expect. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, and you know. The one thing, uh, just to get off the, right off the bat, um, that I would think about is the time of year you're going to go to Glacier. Um, you know, we've mentioned it a little bit here and there before. Uh, it seems to be that the park is fully opening later uh, than average, on average, later. Um, <clears throat> so if you are trying to experience everything in the park, you may have to wait till end of July and be in the August, September, uh, and then maybe October, um, but October could get bad. Um, yeah. I mean, even August, sometimes late August, you'll start getting those early September, you know, those snowstorms that come, you know, up, it's the rain up there, you know, uh, down below, but it's the snow up there. Yeah. Um, but really like if you want to do going to sun, and you got your permit scheduled, you did all the right things. And that is something, going to sun, I feel like that permit system's never going away. No. So just buy into it now, um, check it out, do it. Um, but the, there, there is stuff to do in and around Glacier, including Kalispell, including Browning, including Waterton, including uh, the Flathead National Forest to the West. You know, there's stuff to do, all times of the year as well so don't be like oh i don't want to go up to glacier because it's december no go to lake mcdonald go see the snow but then go into flathead and go experience the stuff around there the ski resort and whitefish or you know something like that yeah no totally um so you just have to be i mean you could still make the trip happen and you can still see a lot even if the park's not fully open um our trip this last time is full-on proof of that um <clears throat> but yeah, so think about the time of year. Highly recommend probably end of July um, into August. Um, but even then, you could hit fire smoke. Um, that just kind of depends. And that changes the game of Glacier, too, because you don't get those beautiful views. Yeah, that does. Um, you know, so just you just really honestly got to you gotta pay attention and um, be ready to switch plans if you need to when you do go to Glacier. It's a gamble. Glacier is a gamble, but that's what I think makes it special too. Cause it, 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 you know, I, every time we've done Glacier, it's been a gamble, you know, from what backcountry hike do we want to do? Uh, to, is the going to sun road going to be open? Is the Logan's pass hike going to be open? Is, are we going to find parking at said parking lots? Um, you know, there's so much that is just the uncertainty of Glacier. Um, but I like that. I mean, it. it well, spoiler, um, it still makes my top five favorite part, even <laughs> well, if, with it being a gamble. So, you know, that, the gamble is worth it, everybody. <laughs> well, exactly. And I mean, like, to be fair, we go up into, like, when we are, some of our first experiences together up in Glacier is on that western side, you know, Quartz Lake, you know, Quartz Lake Productions, that's where it comes from. But uh, we... We went up there 
it's a whole different vibe. It's a more mountainy feel, forested feel. Yeah. Where, you know, then you get over that east side where you get that ruggedness, the Rocky Mountains really coming out of the water, you know, the mount or not out of the water, out of the land. And then it turns to prairie, you know, you don't have the the forested mountaintops as much like you do on the western side. Yeah, the when you come in from the east in Glacier, it really feels like the mountains are a wall or it's very it's very up, very up, very quick. Um, whereas the west side um, still goes pretty quickly up. It just feels more gradual um, mm -hmm. to get up from that um, west side, which is why I think you see more. Well, that probably has to do more with uh, where weather is coming from. Um, but why I, there's more trees, uh, kind of. Well, and, and that turns, you turn right into the plains, the great plains out there, you know, Browning and, and East, you got get that true. It's weird. Montana's weird in that sense. Cause like Glacier is in the Northwest corner of Montana, but that Rocky mountain front goes diagonal through the state. So like that Eastern Montana feel when you're out in Browning and you're out in those other communities, is it feels like you know you're in Billings or Livingston or just like you're on that flat away, you know, big timber, those places. Mm -hmm. But it's it's interesting. Um, it's what yeah. makes it unique. I mean, you have the four different <laughs> ecosystems, they say, you know, you get the map when you walk in, and glacier is kind of a, con a convergence here of you get like the northern and southern Rocky Mountain species, you get the prairie species, and you even get like the marine species from like the pacific northwest to uh influence on the park um which is also cool because it's the continental divide and it's an interesting continental divide where you have like the saskatchewan river coming out of waterton and in the north going into the hudson bay you have the missouri river which goes out into uh, the mississippi river and into the gulf and then you have like uh the drainages into the columbia river that come out of the park and how that all becomes one and goes in the Pacific and it's really a unique place you know the Blackfeet call it the backbone of the world uh for that yeah that, the look of that it looks like a spine you know the mountains do um and that that's the creation story that we are on mother earth we're on her back we're living here yeah um this is turtle island um yeah they call it like isn't it the crown of the continent too is the other yeah which, I mean, on our Iceberg Lake this last trip, I totally made that comment of, like, looking up and I said, that looks like a castle. Yeah, it does. It does kind of have that feel um, now that oh. I think about it. But I think the crown, the crown of, or the back, or the backbone works too, crown or backbone of the continent um, because of where the rivers go, you know? Uh, right. It flows in three directions or two directions kind of deal. So it makes sense that, you know, it is kind of like the crown or like the, the backbone of it. <clears throat> so well, I, I do I get that. And I think that's uh, pretty good. But um, I want to, the thing I want to make sure we touch on um, early in, in this is, you know, it is, it is a reserve park now. Um, you know, you have to, for the going to Sun Road. And then I believe they might even have timed entry too. I think that is the re reservation system for the going to Sun is, is a time entry system. The timed entry? Uh, where it is like you put in for, I want the four o'clock 
uh, going to sun permit or whatever. Um, it is also interesting too, because uh, you say that it's a reservation park and, 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 that, and that carries over to campgrounds. You know, I think of like Yellowstone Park and when the first come first serve campgrounds are hard in Yellowstone. <laughs> Uh, they're they're hard, hard, honestly. They're hard in almost every park. Yeah, I've I've barely, barely, barely had any success for a first come first serve campsite. And the parks I have success in are the like, you know, the glacier, because it's like I woke up at six a.m. and got there at eight. Yeah. Um, because I was hungry for a camp spot. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, that's been my success too. I've only ever gotten a first come first serve in Zion. Um, yeah. and that's because and that's because we were there early um and i mean we had to wait in a line of cars that day so well uh, i i think too that when it comes to glacier i look at like these campgrounds right so you have like the 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 pole bridge uh bowman lake well the bowman lake kentla lake uh, like those kind of campgrounds up on the western side, those ones I feel like are easier to get that first come first serve because you don't really have as many people in that area. You know, your 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 hot spots are going to be Fish Creek, Apcar, uh, Sage Creek, Avalanche Creek because they're all kind of around that Lake McDonald, and then West Glacier and all the campgrounds <laughs> in that area. Yeah, um, and where our success in camping has come from when we want that West Glacier feel because that's kind of the way we're coming up. That's the you know, where a lot of people are, is finding that KOA or that Glacier campground or one of those mm -hmm. private campgrounds. Yeah, you're paying a little more, but like you're guaranteed a spot. Yeah. And I mean, we have camped in the park too. We did it in, um, was it Mini Glacier with Vince and Phil? And then you and I uh, were able to stay at Fish Creek too. Oh yeah, we stayed at Fish Creek. And, and then, I mean, we did the backcountry um, yeah. as well. Exactly. Um, so we, I mean... We have done it. and the camping's good, you know. It's classic kind of campgrounds. Um yeah. all all very good, well maintained. Um, you know, oh, yeah. super super nice because yeah, I mean you're in the park, so well and yeah, it's it's beautiful. And anytime you can camp in the national parks, I do think we uh it's just a different vibe, you know. I like I said, I've been able to camp in quite a few of the Yellowstone campgrounds. Mm -hmm. and just when you do get in there it's being in the park is a lot different than being out of the park and i say that and i don't say that at the same time because like you get that campground feel like at like the glacier campground that we stayed at mm -hmm. but sometimes when you're in the park you do get more of a park feel yeah i, I um, do get what you mean by that like um, it's, the campground is almost quieter in the park in yeah. a weird way it, it no, I, no, I, I do get what you mean by it. Um, the thing is, is I don't know how I can really describe the difference. Right. You know, because it's, I think it's definitely something like you might only be able to really get it once you experience it. Type deal. Well, I, and I think part of that is, is a lot of people there are only in that campground for the most part for one to two nights. Yeah, that could be true um whereas those other campgrounds it's easier to book those longer stays you get more rvs mm -hmm. you get more of the like permanent camp you know like oh they brought the dirt bike they brought the atv 
where you don't necessarily get that as much in the park because you're not using those items in the park. Yeah, no, that's a that's a very good point, actually. Um, um, you know, it is for the most part pretty minimal when it comes to it. I mean, you'll get RVs in the park, but oh yeah, you know, it's not like they're setting up um, setting up their shop there to for the like two week stay or something but i do think that that's the thing too is a lot of these parks they were built a long time ago and these roads were built a long time ago and some of these campgrounds were so like it the amount of rv spaces is almost more minimal i think there's more you know you get that but then you go over to saint mary and that side of the park it's hard side only in that campground because of the bears yeah that's true so Speaking of roads, you know, it was a very pleasant surprise to see the road to Mini Glacier was paved, <laughs> was redone. Oh, yeah, it was a bad road. Yeah, well, it's nice now. <laughs> so it's, it's very smooth now. They did a really good that. job with it. I mean, some of it's still gravel, but, um, you know, for the most part, it's still, it's pretty good. Well, it's that harsh weather over there on that eastern side. You know, you oh. get those hot 100 degree summer days and you get those negative 40 with the wind blowing 80 miles an hour in the winter Mm -hmm. it's crazy man that eastern side of like that's what i i mean if you really if you like weather you like snow you want to go experience a blizzard that east side of glacier is going to be your ticket yeah yeah if you want to experience the harsh weather uh, go for the east side (laughs) you really sold it there (laughs) well i mean like you want to experience a blizzard where you're gonna freeze yourself head on over to the east side because that's where it's gonna happen (laughs) it is though i i know you're not wrong it's just i wouldn't (laughs) normally that's not how i would pitch the east side (laughs) in the winter if you're looking for something to do in the winter and experience something cool eastern montana blizzard you the eastern blizzards yeah it's great no no the east side is worth checking out um i do do recommend because um i mean there's some good lakes over there uh well what's crazy too and i think people actually uh ice fish some of those lakes like for lake trout and stuff but in the in the winter a lot of those businesses like east glacier and west glacier almost closed down completely yeah i i I believe it you it's just it's hard to get to in the winter uh up there and who wants to drive you know x hundred miles on snow look that's what makes it hard to get there Uh, yeah you know so that that is um You know, we've touched on it. We've touched on it before. Um, and it's just going to be real quick mention, you know, and this is partially because of the permit system. And actually, I get this question a lot from a lot of people um, when they're going up to Glacier is they're worried that they can't get a going to Sun Road pass, um, but they still want to see a lot of the park. So remember for anybody that hasn't been is you can go around you can go around the park it is a long drive um there's no no doubt about that Um, (laughs) and you did it the hardest night dodging deer this last week (laughs) yeah so you know um yeah we did it we did it from mini glacier which is you know fairly north um, part of the park and we went all the way around and past West Glacier because our campsite was a little bit past West Glacier. Um, and that took a good 
good, good, good chunk of time. Right here, you're 12 miles from Bab to Many Glacier. You're nine to St. Mary. You're 20 to Kiowa. From Kiowa to Two Medicine, East Glacier is about nine miles. Then you got 57 miles to West Glacier from there, basically. So you're, yeah, you're talking almost 100 <laughs> miles of driving to get around. Yeah. Um, still totally worth it, though. You know, you can hit the goat lick. Um, you're almost guaranteed to see mountain goats there. Any time um, of year, they say. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to guarantee it for anyone because I'm sure the moment I say, I guarantee it, uh, someone <laughs> will go and be like, I went and I didn't see a mountain goat. You said I was guaranteed. So I'm not going to fully guarantee it, but every time you've been you've seen every one. time i've been i've seen and this time we saw a bunch of them <laughs> so uh I, I feel there's a pretty good chance um there's some continental divide stuff over there that's very cool i mean many glaciers over there uh two medicine is over there uh you know the lodges over there are super cool so you know you don't have to just stay in west glacier uh you can really say you didn't get that pass through you can make a whole kind of day it'll be a lot more driving for you but i mean you can still see quite a bit um of glacier while driving around well and it's really cool about when you do hit the lodges and you do hit kind of those historical places like the lodge in east glacier the many glacier lodge the fun fact fine kind of thing that you know i've i've come to understand is the railroad ended up building a lot of those buildings so yeah. if you're a railroad nerd, that's definitely, this is a park that was built by the railroad, built around the railroad, uh, because that was part of getting that railroad through uh, <laughs> that continental divide and around that river. Um, you also have, uh, like, the going to Sun Road, you know, when you talk about the feat that that was yeah, of, yeah. of making it and paving it and, and built. They didn't even think they would do it. This is the early 1920s, you know. Um, and the fact that they did do it was just such a huge feat uh, in itself. And it is. I mean, when you drive that drive, it is spectacular. Oh, yeah. It's super cool. Um, but it wouldn't be there without the railroad. And no. that's something to think about is the railroad, they played, they've played a huge part in American history. Um, I know, and it's such a small part of, like, life yes. now. <laughs> in reality, yes. Um, right. But it's also crazy when you look at the railroad in a place like Montana. So take Billings. Uh, the railroad runs right through downtown. Not only do they own the land that the railroad is on, but they own like the first block of land. Yeah. But like, so if you own a building, like you could own the building, but the railroad would be like, well, we want you to tear it down because that's our land. Yeah. And it's interesting. And you, it's interesting when you look at the history and laws and rules and stuff around railroad and how it built this country. Yeah, it is. And that's what makes, uh, you know, we've, we've talked about how we want to do like a Amtrak kind of national park trip. Um, so it would, it would be very cool to kind of, and I mean, East Glacier is a great example of how the railroad and all that, because I mean, they, they brought the redwood trees out there to make the lodge. So um, now wow. that's a good point. If you are kind of into the railroads and like railroad history, um, I would kind of recommend this park um, just to oh. kind of see, you know, where they stopped um, and all that. Cause I believe the chalet was built by 
the uh, railroad. It was like the only like the like leader, the commissioner or something of the railroad at the time. It's the only like place he the chalet because they had what eleven or nine uh, chalets in the park at one point. And this is there's only two left, you know, Sperry and Lake and Granite Peak, and we stayed at Granite Peak, and it's the yeah. oldest one. As Sperry burned down in a fire a couple of years, but uh, at Granite Peak, there that's the only one he showed up and said, "No, we're building it right here." And I mean, when you're there makes sense because you're just like gosh darn like yeah. like you said though that view is phenomenal it really is it <laughs> it really really is so i was kind of thinking of getting into sport fishing again but i feel like i need a good quality net well, you know what, Reverend, I got the key solution for you. You know, our friends at Blue Ribbon Net make this eco-friendly aquafade bag so you're not hurting the environment. It's 100% biodegradable. Plus, the wood is locally sourced and it is also biodegradable and it's just such a great company to use. Um, the Blue Ribbon Nets, they're here in Bozeman, Montana. And we even have a discount code. That's right. If you use the code RUGARU10, that's right. That's my Jeep, the RUGARU. RUGARU10, R-U-G-A-R-U-1-0. Uh, you're going to get some discount on a blue ribbon net. You know, you can get the long one if you're fishing the big fish, or you can get just the good river one, you know, if you're like me and just want to catch a lot of fish. So again, make sure you go check out Blue Ribbon and use the promo code RUGARU10. Hey, hey there, Reverend. Um, I heard that you might be running dry on your sticker supplier. Yeah, I've been looking around and I've kind of like run out of cool stickers to buy and put on water bottles and stuff. Well, I, I mean, have you seen the stuff Josh has been coming out with lately? No, I have not. Well, he is doing some really cool stuff with the Shop LS574. Yes, they're working with indigenous communities and making some really cool stickers um he has a really cool buffalo mountain sticker there's even water bottles hats sweatshirts the whole swag and we even got a discount code for you guys yes if you use wandering ways at shop ls574 you're going to be getting a discount on your next purchase but not only that you're going to be giving a percentage of that sale to the little shell tribe as well as they donate a dollar of every sale to murdered and missing indigenous women. So just such a cool thing going on there. You know, you use the code WANDERINGWAYS, W-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-G-W-A-Y-S, and you put that in there, boom, you're getting a discount. So yeah, there's still, um, you know, plenty of cool shit to do um, especially if you are into the railroads um, but yeah no speaking of cool shit in nature it is that time it's for hey, hey. it is for um my favorite segment it's cool, cool shit in gram, nature gram. Cool yeah. shit in nature this week i've got two of them for you um, eight and a half nice i'm excited as as i normally do Two of them. Uh, one's a picture, though, this week, and the other one is a video. So it's a little different. Um, <clears throat> this one uh, is not that cool for cool shit in nature. It's more sad. 
Um, but I thought this was a good time to bring it up because this has glaciers, and we're talking Glacier National Park. So for the people just listening, uh, this guy recreated a picture. Um, and what he is, I believe this is actually up in Alaska. Um, it could be. Uh, don't quote me on that. But <clears throat> essentially, top picture is a black and white one. And there is a massive wall of ice um, in front of them. And you can see just the peaks of these two kind of mountains. Below it is, again, the same kind of picture. It's a guy in a boat, a little bit more updated boat. Uh, looking at the same view, uh, not as much ice. Um, what What's striking to me is when you look at the mountains. Yeah. They have more snow in the smaller ice photo than they do with the larger ice, which yeah. should say something. Uh, yeah, you know, probably probably because the picture on the top is probably taken in summer when, when there is no ice and it's hot. Whereas the one on the bottom is probably taken in uh, spring. <laughs> no, because look at the, like you look at like the peak of the one on the left. That ha there's like clearly some big snow chunks up there that aren't yeah. aren't there in the other one, and um, <clears throat> it's super sad. Wow. You know, oh, very much glaciers. So. These glaciers are melting. They joke that glacier is going to be called Glacierless Park, but it, so. It, I, it just sucks. I mean, climate change is really in the news at the time of this recording because it's uh, freaking hot everywhere in the world. Um, so everyone's kind of talking about it. Um, but uh, I've been here for years. <laughs> so, uh, but no, let's move on to the next one. The next one is a little bit more, a uh, little bit more entertaining for you, um, which is, it's a video. Um, I believe you actually sent me this one. Um, but for everyone listening, uh, there's a brown bear that is running on some ice. Um, I believe it's trying to, it's catching up to something, uh, like a deer or something. Oh, yes, that's right. A deer's trying to escape and ends up swimming across, and the bear catches up to it. Watching like, and then there's that one video you showed of the bear running up the river. And to oh, me, yeah. what's wild is like the way bears run in water is they almost run faster in water than they do on land. It looks like sometimes. Yeah. Well, I think they're trying to put more effort into, uh, in the water. So they end up because they're exerting more energy, they end up going faster. Whereas like, on land, I bet they're more coasting rather than like trying to really sprint like they do in the water. Which makes sense because I can imagine too, your prey in the water, like a deer like that, like you have the advantage. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. I mean, this guy clearly won. So <laughs> yeah. I love how he's all right, got my trophy. I'm walking away. No yeah. one's no one's really around, just the guy like filming from afar. Yeah, it'd be wild to watch for sure oh that'd be cool yeah but anyways yeah so that's uh cool shit in nature um good good segment as always good segment talking about the bears and the and, and nature the being nature and all that fun stuff because well that's important to i mean right talk, here but share nature 
Exactly, because look at right here, right in the newspaper that Glacier gives you, a fed bear is a dead bear. Yeah, which actually is a, a great transition to a, a fun story. Well, I don't know fun, um, but a story <clears throat> we heard up on the or in the chalet um, about. We heard a little bit about the night of the grizzlies, and I, I don't want to really necessarily go into that part of it um, too much. Um, but they talk about like before that night, you know, they they actually they actually thought like bears will not attack you. So they would like openly feed bears like people stood at the chalet we stayed in and like threw food off the balconies to watch these bears. <laughs> well, and what's interesting, exactly what's interesting about that is when you hear about those bear attacks, right? It was like, oh, this one went like was getting raggedy it was getting old it was getting blind it was hurt and then it started coming around and killing people which is interesting because or, like i think the main takeaway that i got from the story when you hear about the old and raggedy is you know, so the neither of the bears happened neither grizzlies they ended up getting the bear right um all of the glass and stuff in the bear in the mouth of the bear like that, that bear was living a very struggled life. You know, it, it's got stuff in its body that's not made from it, that's not meant to be in it. And it's because people are just throwing garbage and stuff and it's eating glass, glass because there's a little bit of honey in the glass or it's eating a tuna can because there's a little bit of fish and it doesn't, you know, it's just like, I want all the fish. Oh, it's not comprehending the damage it would do to itself. And yeah. And no, it's, yeah, you're, yeah, I've totally forgot about the track and that it's, it's interesting. It really is interesting when you look at bears, because to me, you know, we've had this talk before with bears is they're not going to, they don't get aggressive. When you look at Glacier Park and bear deaths in Glacier Park, well, it was like nine. Yeah, that's very low number. And 90% of them, 70% of them were sow and cubs yes which no shit yeah you see a mama bear and cubs you see a mountain lion and kittens get the fuck out of there <laughs> in the most respectful way possible 100 percent um so no that's actually a very very good point um to bring up you know they are something to take serious but at the same time if you let it do its thing and don't feed it, you know, it will, it'll, you'll be fine. Um, <clears throat> but just because there's bears out there and maybe you are slightly afraid of them, there's still tons of stuff to do in Glacier. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's kind of where we're going. I mean, obviously, I think the main attraction of Glacier is hiking, um, which it, I mean, it's the sole thing to do. I, think I mean, it's not the sole thing, but it's it's yeah. a big ticket item. It's the, like, what to do in Glacier, go hike it. If you want to go experience it, go hike it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely the number one thing I recommend to do <laughs> is hike it. Um, but there are other stuff to do. You don't have no, to be not. a hiker. You can go for a horseback ride. And not only that, but you could do a... Uh, there are, they have the old, 
old boats at some of the lodges. You could go do it to Medicine. You could take the boats. Um, McDonald Lake, St. Mary Lake, which is cool. It's unique because they're, they're, some of those boats are older. Mm-hmm. Um, you can bike it. We saw some bikers. I know that's something you want to do. Yeah, I really want to bike it. Um, we saw a ton of bikes, a ton of e-bikes, you know, so with the technology of bikes, biking, it's becoming more accessible, um, which is another great way to experience going to the sun because uh, they'll open it up to bikes before cars, uh, usually. Which is so, cool. And if you think, like, if you think about that, like having an e-bike to do that and you look at like the going to sun and what it really is. And you look at like the shuttle system of what Glacier has. I, I I could see over time that going to Sun Road turning into like a bike and shuttle only road. I could too. Um, in reality, I could very well see it becoming well, that kind of a road. The safety. I mean, we've seen idiots who've like parked there. Like, I'm going to do a U-turn on this road. No, you're not. <laughs> Spoiler, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right. you no, know, for sure. Uh, the biking, it would be cool. Um, I, you know, we'll, we'll jump back into hiking in a second. Um, mm-hmm. because I want to, I'm the one thing, the other thing I want to point out of stuff to do, uh, in the park, uh, which is also, um, it's also the wandering ways podcasts, uh, retirement plan, um, is to be tour guides on the red jammers the red jammers yes yeah so you can get the tour riding the red jammers um which is a tour bus essentially um and if you go you know obviously not this year not next year but years down the road who knows you can have ranger zach and reverend mark in the in your uh, red jammer leading that uh that tour so <laughs> speaking exactly. it into existence now <laughs> No, and another thing I think what's good to point out about this park is in all these places, kind of the main places, the Apgar, Lake McDonald, Many Glacier, Rising Sun, Two Medicine, you'll have restaurants. There's some good restaurants in the lodges. There's some other like grills and stuff nearby uh, for those experiences. Because I, you know, I do enjoy, to be honest with you, having some of the meals that we've had to in some of these parks. You know, when it's like, yeah, we're going to go sit down here at Volcano House and look at the crater here in Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, we're going to sit in Mini Glacier and look over the lake. You know, just the cool, unique things that they offer. Um, but yeah, I mean, you want to get back into hiking, so get back into hiking. So what, what, what do you <laughs> well, got to say? I mean, because that's the big ticket item, I, I want to make sure that we, like, touch on it. Um, you know, we've touched on it a little bit. Um, in the last breakdown, um, and even actually in the review we did with Tyler and um, Matt, um, <clears throat> we talk about like, because when you think of Glacier, you really kind of think of mountains and mountain lakes. So right. you, you, you're probably looking for hikes that get you to some sort of mountain view and then a lake, ideally surrounded by mountains. So right okay. here in the map that they give you in the paper that they give you what i like here is they have like lake mcdonald logan pass two medicine uh which are just you know a couple couple options here and within those options there's 56 hikes (laughs) ranging from easy to difficult uh in each section and you know what it's funny mark they they rank uh iceberg lake as a very challenging hike Really? Yeah, the red, very challenging hike. 
I maybe because of the length. Well, and and that, and then you look at right here. So like Apgar bike path was an easy one. So the ones this is for everybody. Yeah, this is for you're going to do that. That probably has you know a little bit of pavement. You know for that um, Avalanche Lake, they give it a challenge, challenging yellow. Yeah, um, which I, you know it kind of makes some sense. Um, you know, Avalanche is the one I would recommend. Um, if you're looking for an easier hike, but you want like the typical like glacier experience where you hike right. to a lake and it's just in, surrounded by mountains. Um, right. And then, you know, I, if you can get up to Logan's Pass, I think going to the Hidden Lake Lookout is worth it. <clears throat> you know, you can honestly do Avalanche and Hidden Lake uh, same day and you'd be pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. if if you're willing to do a little bit more elevation, maybe go down to Hidden Lake itself, like down to the actual lake. Um, but then if you're going to, if you're wanting to make it more of a day, um, that's when I think you do like an iceberg lake. That's a good one to do. Um, it's a pretty hike to it. Um, I don't think the lake's as, as nice as like an avalanche lake i i do think though iceberg lake is one of those lakes you i you you would get a different experience than what we had in like late july or august because of how much snow was still in that bowl uh you you could be right um that's that's very true um but not as big as avalanche lake yeah yeah i i i liked iceberg lake the hike and the lake um kind of overall better than avalanche um, yeah, same. but if, again, if you're looking to make a day of it and you're looking for a really good hike and a really good lake, I would actually recommend Cracker Lake. Yeah. Um, I think that is a, that is a way cooler, uh, lake and, um, the hike to it, uh, I think, you know, it's, it's strenuous, you know, there's going to be some decent, uh, climbs. Uh, it, I think it's six miles one way. So you're looking at a 12 yep. mile. Uh, round trip so i mean it is a day and it's uh, a about 2000 elevation gain yeah so it's not bad it, it's not bad it's a great day hike in reality and i think it, if it you're was. looking for like doing one hike that day uh i 100 percent think you should do cracker lake just because the water is really cool in the lake uh the way it sits around the mountains is very very cool um and, and then the hike itself is just kind of a better hike, in my opinion. Um, the next couple times we go up to Glacier, because I, kn I know we're not done going to Glacier. I know well, we're done for a while. I know. I want to get to that goat haunt area. Oh, from the chalet would be cool. That Because honestly, it looks like you just walk that valley all the way north. There. Yeah. Um, or taking the, the, the Waterton Ferry to you can do that there's a boat there that goes to go haunt from waterton which would be cool um but the two i want to do is i want to do the trout lake hike uh they talk about that one as as a as a good hike in the park and i i really i think looking at this map and looking at these hikes i'm like ooh, ooh you know all oh, it's like a kid in a candy store and there's from rising sun and from saint mary where we really haven't spent a lot of time around St. Mary, mm -hmm. um, just the visitor center and the, and the like grocery store, you know, like pretty much. Yeah. 
but there's like some hikes to some lakes there. You got Red Eagle Lake and Oak Oto Otokomi Lake, uh, which are just kind of they look like it's on the other side of uh, Cracker Lake there, that back side. So yeah, just some stuff that you know to explore and see more of Glacier because I love going there. Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, uh, you know, if you're not looking for like a lake hike, um, <clears throat> and if it works out, haven't done it, but um, heard fantastic things, seen fantastic pictures. Uh, obviously, Highline. Yeah. Um, you know, that's I think I think that's like the Angels Landing of Glacier, um, where everyone wants to kind of do it. Um, so it's probably it's probably going to be very crowded but it's probably definitely worth it um oh 100 so all the pictures all the stories just i mean and that's the one cool thing I, I like about this park too is if you're not doing it to hike you're doing it with the family you're doing it with the kids you're doing it with the rv you can't do going to sun because it's too big all that you know around West Glacier, around Hungry Horse, Columbia Falls, Whitefish, there's so much, plenty to do. You know, there's skiing in the winter, there's boating, recreation, there's Jeep trails, there's whitewater rafting, there's like even like a ropes course and maze and just weird different tourist attractions all up in that, down that area. So there's stuff to do. Oh, 100%. 100%. So, no, I, I mean, glaciers in my top five i love glacier um i've been there um i probably will be back i uh, don't know when i want to go explore the rest of the world for a little bit um before i do head back but i will most definitely head back <clears throat> uh there's just too much cool stuff um there I mean, it's um, gone but, unseen, you know it's gone unseen we need to go see it and, and tell you guys about it you guys are probably like Oh, another glacier episode or another. Yeah, but the thing is, is like, <laughs> you know, well, shoot, this is what my fifth time. Uh, right. And you've done it, what, six or seven? Oh, yeah. So that I can like count, that I can remember. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like there's a lot of this park that we haven't done. Right. Um, and we've seen a lot of this park. So that's that's that this is a this is a real tough park to kind of see it all in one trip um i exactly. actually don't think you really can <laughs> well and you, but no i like the way you say that because like you take like a zion and just the fact or a bryce where it's like it really is just that little canyon or that stretch where you can spend a week or you know do a couple day trips or whatever and do what we've done with Glacier essentially and be like, okay, I have seen it all. Yeah. You do that with, you know, not necessarily a Yellowstone, but the nice thing about Yellowstone is it's very accessible by car mm -hmm. to see the highlights of Yellowstone. So like in reality, I've had, I have it down to a math where I can give you a Yellowstone experience in one single day. Yeah. That, you you would be content with Yellowstone like I don't necessarily need to go back yeah that yeah that's that's very true um, um so, but so. I mean I love going back for my own reasons <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna keep going back but like you said we got we got other places to explore other things to do um I I mean I like 
Glacier. I like the Ranger programs. They always have good Ranger programs going on when you stop by any of the Ranger stuff. Uh, listened I, to the bear one when we got back. So it was neat. It was cool. She actually showed us the bear spray can and used it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it didn't have the caps in in it in case the wind took it to people's eyes. But <laughs> uh, you, you know, you were able. She taught you kind of how you should do it, um, which was super important. Well, what I honestly what I like is is she said like you want to do it in like like three to four bursts. You know that she said like I think there's like eight seconds of spray or nine seconds of spray, and if you could do like two to three seconds mm-hmm. bursts because of the bear moving, you may have missed. You may the cloud and the wind and just all the factors that gets the best by doing that being loud with the bear being stern with the bear being just very like hey bear i'm here i respect you i'm going to back away because with animals too that's another thing you show them that they are above you on the food chain that they that you will respect them and they will show you that same respect back yeah uh, no, they will for sure. It's just showing respect and, you know, being smart out in nature. I mean, it sounds silly to say over and over again, but uh, not enough people do it. There's that famous quote from, I think, a Yosemite park ranger when when asked, like, why can't you design a better, like, bear-proof garbage? And he says, well, there's a huge difference between the smartest bear and the dumbest person and the dumbest human. So or the overlap you said they overlap. Yeah, the overlap. My bad. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> There's a huge overlap there. Um, so you know, um you just gotta be smart. But anyways, uh I actually have to be that guy. Um, we are getting to our time here, um, which means it's time for the final words. So final words, my guy. You know, what I like about kind of what we're doing here with the breakdowns, with the parks, you know, you have probably, as the Wanderers, five episodes that we have probably dedicated specifically to Glacier. You know, you have the breakdown, uh, the old breakdown, the review, uh, the trip from 2020, we talk about back early, some of our first episodes, uh, we talk about with Tyler and Matt, a couple weeks ago about our recent trip there. So there's a lot out there on Glacier we've tried to provide you. Uh, if you are doing the Going to Sun, it's 120 days ahead in advance at recreation.gov if you want to get a vehicle permit. I know we talk about that uh, early on on the podcast today. Um, I just want to say, you know, if you guys have any questions about Glacier specifically, we have the history, we have the knowledge the relationships. It's one of those things that, you know, we, we do keep coming back to. It's one of those parks. So feel free to email us at wanderingwayspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, W-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-G-W-A-Y-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. Uh, and we'll answer any questions you have about the park. We'll talk about it here on the podcast if you like. If you have any cool uh, experiences and stories from Glacier, we'd love to hear them, you know. It's a cool place to be. There's cool stories, cool people uh, that convert there in Glacier. Glacier is a special place to us. Um, so definitely love talking about it. Love hearing more from you, the Wanderers, and uh, keep wandering on. <laughs>
I love it. No, truth, truth, truth. Uh, Reverend's final words of wisdom. Stay beautiful. Everybody can't tell you how much I appreciate every single one of you for listening all the way through. Um, kind of just to piggyback off Zach there. Like, yeah, no, please reach out if you have questions about this, these places. Um, <clears throat> I honestly had someone reach out about Yellowstone like two weeks ago. They said, hey, Lamar Valley's closed right now due to the flooding. Is Hayden Valley worth it? I said, yeah, Hayden Valley is totally worth it. I've actually had the most bear success in Hayden Valley. Um, and then, you know, they went to Hayden Valley and then they got done with their trip. They sent me a message back and said, hey, thank you so much. We actually ended up seeing a mama bear and cubs in Hayden Valley. We absolutely oh. loved it. So, <clears throat> you know, it's those kind of stories like that. Love uh, helping the wanderers like you guys out there go and enjoy these places because, um, you know, ultimately when you enjoy it, you want to take care of it. And when, when you take care of it, that grows outward and we take care of the whole earth itself. And then, you know, we just live better <laughs> just overall. <laughs> so, uh, but with that being said, peace out, everybody. Bye.